People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm Matt, alongside Joe. What's going on? And that there is my dog, Hootie. Hootie who? Who's making all that noise. Uh, episode 67 at you. And um, I want to start off the show by talking about something that you and I, we do in, on another show, a YouTube show, and that's fantasy booking, because... Fantasy booking is so fun for us. You know, we get to basically talk about matches we want to see. And then you get those those fantasy matches that come true. You know, like uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Or um, uh, we got to see Cody versus Dustin Rose. Yes. You know, we got to see... You get to see matches that, you know, oh man, like... Whether it's a generational thing, whether it was... They worked in different companies at the time. It finally gets to happen. We recently got to see... Uh, it may not have been on everybody's like wish list, but it was definitely a fantasy match in a sense because really what this guy's doing right now, every match should be a fantasy match. And that's John Moxley versus Juice Robinson, which I'm about to actually watch right now. We always have wrestling on the background. We have uh, NJPW... Final round on the best of the Super Juniors, 26. We see Juice Robinson, where he's about to defend the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship against John Moxley, who's making his New Japan debut. You get to see stuff like that. Uh-huh. These things, these things get to happen, and man, like that's it's great because it's like we who would have thought we get we would get to see, especially you know going back to Omega versus. Jericho. Okay. That's a fantasy match. Ome- Omega versus Pentagon. Oh man, that you was know? that was that was definitely one on my bucket list. You know, and it's just you know these things do get to happen. Now, I, I I have to say, and it goes without saying for anybody with any kind of intelligence, that fantasy matches are sometimes just that. They're meant to be fantasy. Um, you know, I've I've done fantasy booking where I've had different versions of the Undertaker versus you know fa- facing each other. Obviously, you can't have that. That's not real. Not yet. Not yet. You know, <laughs> um, we've we've had fantasy matches with people who are you know no longer with us. Guys like Macho Man Randy Savage, Mister Perfect, for example, Chris Benoit, and then there's those guys who. When we say fantasy booking, I think it goes without saying, again, for anybody with any remote intelligence out there, that we mean their prime, not where they're at in their life currently. So <laughs> I don't want to see, let's say, Kenny Omega versus a 70-year-old Ric Flair. Yeah, nobody wants to see I don't want to see that match. No, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> when I, if, I, if I'm booking Omega versus Ric Flair, obviously I'm going with Ric Flair in his prime. Yeah. I think I should go without saying. Sure. So we, you know, I mentioned Moxley versus Robinson. We got to see that. We got to, we got to see that, you know, recently. Also recently, we got to see another 
I guess you'd call it a fantasy match because somebody out there had this on a must watch li- you know must watch list. Okay. You know where I'm going. I think. <laughs> the problem is oh is that this match happened probably I don't know twenty years too late. Twenty years too late for sure. <laughs> So this match was never a fantasy booking for me, but I'm going to be nice and say this could be a fantasy booking for somebody out there. By the way, John Moxley's coming out. I'm not used to seeing him in wrestling gear. It's a little weird for me. Yeah. It's a little weird. But uh, anyways, um, the match I'm referring to happened, of course, at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Main event, too. It is Goldberg... Versus The Undertaker. A fantasy match come true. Do you have the card up on your screen? I do. I do have it. Can you tell me the official time of that match? Nine minutes and 35 seconds. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. So, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Again, this is is a fantasy match for, for some people out there. For a lot of people, actually. Because when this match was booked, there was a lot of intrigue. And I have to point out the fact this... Goldberg is in his 50s. I think he's like 52 years old. Yeah, he's up there. The Undertaker is 54 years old, who, again, we've said it so many times on the show, he has, you know, he had to, you know, had to have hip, hip surgery a few years back. I mean, he's a legit 54-year-old man who has a 54-year-old body. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that, that that's how life works. Life catches up with all of us. Shit, I'm I'm gonna be put. I'm I'm only pushing thirty, and life has caught up with me already. So <laughs> why? And and I know the answer to this. I know the answer. So <laughs> this, is, this is a little bit rhetorical. But why? And in anybody's fucking right mind, would they book a fifty-two-year-old man versus a fifty-four-year-old man? Put it in your main event and call it a must-see fantasy match, you know, once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. I, when you when you do fantasy booking, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the result that you want. And if it is, I I, I really, really hate to see your fantasy cards because they got to be full of shit. Well, it, the short answer of this is money. Yeah, like I said, I, I knew yeah. the answer to this. It's just, but uh, I still asked the question. Yeah, the the long the long answer is um, <laughs> it's complicated. It's an onion. It has many layers. Um, Don't give me the Shrek answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I not, neither one of us wanted to watch this show. No. But uh, being a podcast about pro wrestling and sports entertainment, uh, we are kind of bound and and or obligated one way or another to to address the situation. And uh, so I I took I took one for the team. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I took one for the team. I threw it on. Obviously, it was on the WWE Network again. If you don't have a subscription. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. The only thing I love to promote about that network is NXT and then the uh, all the classic content. Everything else can just go to hell that's, for all that, I care. That's both versions of NXT, by the way. Yes, yes. NXT UK as well. Uh, everything else on that network 
uh, can go to hell. But uh, if you don't have a subscription, it, it is worth it. I will give you that, but only for those reasons. Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. Uh, go on ahead and get yourself a subscription. So Super Showdown was on the network. I, I threw it on. I took one for the team. Um, my my cohort over here was at work. I was at work too, but I work from home. So um, I'm sitting there trying to get stuff done. And I can tell you right now, folks, you didn't miss much of anything. Um, it Here's what kills me. They kept the the announce team kept saying that this has a you know it has a WrestleMania feel. Oh my god! I don't know Stop if they re- yeah I don't know if they realize it, but saying that is detrimental to what they're doing because this past WrestleMania was fucking long and horrible. <laughs> so why would you want that WrestleMania feel to your card? But that's exactly what this was: long and horrible. Let's go back and, and, and get, let's get back on track here and let's talk about The Undertaker versus Goldberg. Uh, first of all, terrible idea putting them in the main event. I get it. They're the attraction and that's one of the onion layers I have to address here. They are an attraction. Yeah. Great. If this were 20 years ago, count me in. I would love to see this match. But we are not 20 years in the past. We're 20 years in the future. Right. Well, let me let me let me just dive in here just sure, for one sure. second before you finish, because I know I I do want you to pick apart the the layers here, but you have we've talked about this before with, with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is an attraction. Ronda Rousey is going to sell tickets. Ronda Rousey already sold the tickets. Therefore, you could put Ronda Rousey in the first fucking match. Guess what? They're not leaving, and if they are, they, you already got their money. <laughs> They, you've you've already accomplished what Ronda Rousey was there for. She was there to put butts in seats. That's what she did. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put a title on her. You don't have to put her in the main event. Just let her fucking sell tickets. Brock Lesnar, or excuse me, sorry, Bill Goldberg and the Undertaker. Let them sell tickets. That's what they did. Let them let them be a way to get your. Domestic audience to tune in at you know one p.m. or two p.m. whatever it was on a Friday afternoon and watch this show. That okay, you want to see that match? Fine, but they don't. It doesn't have to be the last match. Yeah, and it, and it's not like we're dealing with a TV rating here where you're you have the possibility of your core audience tuning out at a certain quarter hour. Right. If that match goes off earlier in the card, no, this is a pay per view. It's on the network. That you've they've already got your money one way or another. Throw the fucking guys. I get it. They're both legends in their own right, or, or you know that they're going to be labeled legends. I give the Undertaker legend status. Goldberg, no, not so much. Yeah, I agree. But you, you know, they have those those legend uh, that word legend attached to their name. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pushed as such. There should be some sort of respect towards that. I get that. So don't put them at the beginning of the card. Put them mid-card. Anything but the end end of the card. This is not the type of match that you want to send an audience home, whether it's live or on TV. Right. You don't no. want to send them home with this. No. There's, there's no. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I was I was telling Matt too uh, the the announced team for Super Showdown was the you know the bickering tri- triplets uh, Renee Young, Michael Cole, and uh, douchebag himself Corey Graves, and uh, they mentioned the the heat. The, the actual temperature, right. uh, real heat index was 101 degrees, which is insanely hot. So you know you you have all the performers going through that, and don't get me wrong, I'm 40 years old, and I feel heat differently than Matt does. I mean, we both feel it, but yeah. I can assure you, I don't want to sound like an old fucking curmudgeoned old man, but I'm going to here for a second. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah. It gets to you quicker than, sure. than it, it probably should. So, um, you have to you have to factor that in, and you know, let's face it, it's they're in Saudi Arabia. The way their climate works, it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily cool down super quickly at night. Like just because the shit was going on, and then you got pyro going on, and all those people in the stadium. <laughs> So you you have all that heat just pushed into the same fucking place all at once. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea for long matches to happen. It's a bad idea for old people to be in there. It's just, this should be common sense. But common sense gets thrown out the window, and because it's an attraction, we're going to throw them on the main event. And then to make matters worse, Goldberg decides to be Goldberg, uh. and he headbutts his dressing room door to show how badass he is. The only problem is he pretty much concussed himself doing that. So he gets to the ring. He's already loopy. The bell, you know, the bell rings. They start to go at it. There's two immediate spears by Goldberg, which he landed completely in the corner, and uh, he fucking hit his head again. And this time he's bleeding. He's bleeding profusely. It's not letting up. And that is why... I'm surprised they went close to 10 minutes. But that is why this match was less than 10 minutes. Um, but you know what? It's kind of a, a double-edged sword. It was a, a blessing and a curse. Because at least this way, like, hey, he knows he's fucked up. Call the match. You know, let's get out of the ring. And uh, be done with it because you fucked up. So that's. I thought Vince had a problem with this from you know from the last time he was in WWE because I remember he cut that promo and he's just bleeding. <laughs> it was just awkward because he didn't do yeah, anything. He but he yeah he did essentially he did the same thing to himself. He, well, he, this is what he always does. Yeah. He bangs his head on the, on the door for some stupid reason. And uh, he hurts himself. And, and, and that's that's worse than what you know, people talk about, like you know, be, gassing yourself, like like Ultimate Warrior used to do. <laughs> I would take every wrestler doing that all day, than some idiot banging her head on a fucking door before they wrestle a match. Especially if you know you're you're legitimately hurting yourself to the point where you can't function properly. Right. You know, this is something completely different. If Sandman is sitting there. Smacking his head with a beer can and he starts to bleed. Sandman knows he could still go work a fucking match after it's, he's done doing that, or you know, a Singapore cane, whatever, whatever's going on. Goldberg doesn't have that luxury. 
He's never had that luxury, you know? So where, why all of a sudden is it okay to do it for Saudi Arabia, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is a, this was, this was a train wreck of a match. I mean, you saw, you saw so many botched moves in less than 10 minutes. That choke slam from Taker at the end to basically finish the match right. off was fucking horrible. The tombstone he did. The tombstone he did was fucking horrible. Goldberg's attempt at a jackhammer was fucking horrible. It was cringeworthy, man. I I I thought first time I saw it, I'm like, man, he could have broke Taker's neck. If if I oh yeah, that was the other thing too. You know, you have to. He's clearly fucking loopy from the concussion. Right. You're trying to pick guys up now. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Vince, if Vince didn't tear. At least one of those guys in the asshole at the end of that match, he fucking should have. You don't do that. I don't care how much money gets thrown around. You don't. You don't fucking do that. Because then what? Yeah. You, you fucking hurt Taker and, like, Taker's out of business for the rest of his life? Do you really want that? For what? <laughs> Many Taker does. Well, no, I mean, but not like that, you know? Like, <laughs> not, not like that, but I he mean... He doesn't want to be a fucking quadriplegic for the rest of his life, shit. you know? I mean, at the same time, though, he's he can't seem to fucking get out of this. It's like he really he really has signed a deal with the devil. Like, he can't fucking leave WWE. He just... They will keep fucking calling him back. The man's 54 years old, and he has a fucking artificial hip. Leave him alone. You know, uh, money isn't everything. And I'm not going to sit here and preach about money or the lack of money or what have you. But uh, I I listened to the episode of Jericho's podcast with John Moxley. And Moxley, Moxley divulged that he was given a contract. He was after, after like a month or so of waiting for a new contract, they finally spurned one on him at the, spawned one on him at the last minute. And he he divulged to Chris Jericho that he didn't even look at it. So he still doesn't know what number they offered to him. He says he thought about it, and he's like, what if? What if it was $10 million? Just hypothetically. If it was $10 million, he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with all that money? He's like, my house is paid off. My mom's house is paid off. You know, my all my cars are paid off. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't need $10 million. He's like, what I want is my freedom. So to me, it didn't matter whether it was Brock Lesnar money or John Moxley money. He's like, I didn't want it. Right. And I don't know, you know, I, I can't, I'm not in the head of the undertaker and I cannot sit here and say that undertaker is of the same uh, frame of mind these days, but I think he's working on it at the very least. Uh, you and I were talking about a tweet from uh, a fan who basically put it out there like, hey, you know, that match was horrible. Someone could have gotten hurt. Like, why don't you just let The Undertaker rest <laughs> and not have to wrestle anymore? Excuse me. And uh, The Undertaker himself liked the tweet. I think that speaks volumes about what's going on here, you know? A lot of these guys, th- this is one thing, too, that I want to address, mm-hmm. one of the many layers, but, uh, and then I'll shut up, but <laughs> it, it, you have you have these guys, especially a guy like The Undertaker, who's been doing it for ages, Yeah, 
It's in their blood. They're there to entertain the fans. You have a problem. A lot of guys have a problem stopping because that's all they've done for this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But you know what? There has to be a day. There has to be a day where enough is enough and all the money in the world isn't going to make a difference. And I think Undertaker should be at that point. You know? I mean, because... I mean, look at it. I mean, he, he's he been doing this for... for As far as WWE is concerned, I mean, he's been, he's been doing this for... It's going to be 30 years. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, like I said, going into this topic, the body catches up with all of us. It's caught up with the Undertaker years ago, years ago. For years, he's been it's been awkward watching him work because he gets gassed. The Undertaker has made a career out of stiffing guys who have gotten gassed in the ring. He he has a he has a level of expectations as far as stamina is concerned. And now he's the guy that gets gassed because he's an old man. Yeah. As far as pro wrestling is concerned, he's an old man. I'm sorry to say it. Um, he's been an old man for a long time now, and it's 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 sad. It's sad that this is this is uh, this is what he's you know forced to do. I, I don't know what kind of contract that he has that that says he has to do this, or you know maybe the man looks at it as the paycheck's worth it, but. Certainly, if you're liking, you know, random fans' tweets about <laughs> basically about wanting to to not do this anymore, then and then maybe you need to reconsider what you're doing if you can. But you know, it's it's sickening. It's sickening what the money is doing to the WWE because this the Saudi Arabia deal that they have has proven in just now on the second year to be a detriment to the company. Yeah. And it will continue to be such that. <laughs> uh, um, I want to start, again, I want to start out with the fact that you're isolating an entire, an entire gender. And I bring that up again because WWE has made it a point that they're, they value women's wrestling. They value women. They're no longer sex objects to them. That they are... They're legit wrestlers. They're, they're, they're a legit part of that roster. Somebody somebody wise once told me that if your values are only good when they're convenient to you, then they're not really your values. It's very true. And if you put money over your values then you're a fraud yeah and WWE is one big giant fraud because for the third Saudi Arabian show in a row women are not competing in that ring and look I I get it I get it I get it it's a lot of money but morality has to mean something if it doesn't then you lose your integrity and we've seen companies that have a lot of money but lose their integrity and have a hard time gaining the respect and the following that they once had before. And eventually, they start losing that money. Yeah. 
And again, it's not something that we want. It's not something that I'm saying is happening anytime soon. But in a world, in a wrestling world, or just a world in general, where we are finally starting to give women equal opportunities to say, you know what, I'd rather have the money than have the values than, than, than treat these, these women like, like actual human beings. You, st- you take too many steps backwards in comparison to your competition. Yeah. And my competition, I don't mean just AEW, because I know a lot of people are going to assume that. I mean, <laughs> I mean pro wrestling in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the exception of like New Japan and stuff like that. But wrestling in general has stepped up when it comes to women wrestling. That women wrestling are is a legit thing. And again, I'm not, you know, I, I get it. You want to respect Saudi Arabian government. You know, you want to, or I mean, in some cases, you have to follow the rules. Is it worth it? And here's another another thing that was brought to my attention. You know, you, you got guys like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, who, let's, let's call it what it is, he's not going to get pushed. At least not as a top contender in, in WWE. It's, it's, there's probably a, a less than 5% chance of that ever happening. Probably less than that. And that's, that's not anything against Sami Zayn. That's just because he doesn't fit the criteria. He's a phenomenal wrestler. There's no doubt about that. But Sami Zayn, because he is not the same type of Muslim that you have to be in Saudi Arabia, he can't come. He cannot participate in the Saudi Arabia shows. Alistair Black, because of a certain tattoo that he has, um, <laughs> the one on his back, man, I think is the one that's under, I, under I question. I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cannot compete, because of a fucking tattoo, yep. he cannot compete at the Saudi Arabia show. Now, Alistair Black is more intriguing because here's a guy that's being reworked and not only being reworked, but but, but being reworked by Vince McMahon himself as well as others. And it's very apparent that they're going to run with this guy yeah, they want, later. Uh, For all intent and purposes, they want him to be The Undertaker's replacement. You know, they want him to be a, a superstar in the company for so, a long time. So let's throw out a scenario. Alistair Black, 2020 Royal Rumble winner. Could happen, right? Yeah, easily. We all know what happens when you win the Royal Rumble. You get a shot at the world title at WrestleMania. At least you're supposed to. Well, a title of his choosing. A title of his choosing. Yeah. <laughs> and let's, you know, doesn't matter if Universal or WWE, he, ta- he, he wins the title. Sure. And you have a Saudi Arabia show happening May or June. Well, guess what? Alistair Black's got to lose that title now. Yep. He has to lose that title because he can't compete. And the Saudi Arabia show is not... They, they want that title defended. Sure, yeah. They, oh, yeah. But you can't have Alistair Black do it. Nope. Where do we draw the line? Where, where do we say, you know what, Saudi Arabia, we're going to do what the fuck we want because <laughs> this is our company. Where 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 does where does where do we grow a spine, and say you know what like all right we'll we'll abide by some of your rules we'll respect your culture because we have to because essentially we're in bed with you, 
But you know what? We're not we're we're not going to just fold because you tell us to fucking fold. And you know what though? I think I think this brings up like your point is completely valid, but I think this brings up a bigger issue. It isn't just about Saudi Arabia. If there if if Triple H has it his way and the brain and NXT, even if it's just NXT, continues to expand the way he wants it to expand to multiple countries you know, multiple entities, they're going to come across this again somewhere else where certain wrestlers aren't invited or certain wrestlers cannot perform for one reason or another. Right. You know? Um, what, you, you're right. Where does it end? How, how much is too much? You know, you, you have a business to run. Um, it should be run without these, some of these things getting in the way. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop, you know. It, it in you know, I I don't want to sound like uh, one of those people like, hey, life isn't fair. But life isn't fair, and and uh, quite honestly, they're not, if as long as they're being paid, let's face it, they're not going to back out of this deal. They're not. There's yeah. no fucking way. They're making too much money doing this shit. Do they have to shit on a, a whole gender of performer to do it? Yeah, and they are. Every time they step foot on that soil, they are. Now, granted, uh, you know, if, if for those of you who don't know, they did try to get a women's match on the Super Showdown. Yeah. But it was quickly shot down. Uh, I don't... I'm kind of torn with this. Because it's like, on one hand, I want to say, hey, kudos to you guys for trying. But realistically... What are we talking about here? Because let's say the very slim chance that they did get it on the card and it went through. Guess what? We're not going to be seeing... uh, It was supposed to be Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. Mm -hmm. There's no way you're going to be seeing them wrestle in their their normal garb. Their normal ring, ring wear. Right. They'd have to be completely covered up. And, And don't get me wrong, like, I'm... Um, it, for me, it, it, again, it's it's not about me checking them out. Like, sure. what you know, that's that's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. But my point here is, they should be able to wear whatever the fuck they want. Well, we saw that was it last year or two years ago. I think they were in India, right? Where it was Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks, and both of them wore full body suits. Yeah, and... so they would have to do that. You know, and, and it's it's really just the principle of the matter. I mean, it's I get it. It's your country, but this is an American uh, company that has American values. If you want to be a fan of, of 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 this product, and you know, just like you watch a Japanese product, you have to you have to respect their customs. But you know what we're seeing? We're kind of seeing that rear its ugly head in a different way with New Japan, where you have. At least one of their performers, you know, talking about how he doesn't want, you know, Western, the Westerners there to begin with. So, you know, it, shit like that, it, it, He's also 45 years old and he should just go home, you know. (laughs) He needs to stop. But, again, you know, just to to lend to your point here, I mean, it's going to happen in many different facets and uh, it's growing pains. You know we're headed we're headed towards that uh, with a lot of companies where they just want to expand their brand globally and 
you're gonna they're facing um you know a bunch of bureaucratic red tape one way or another and it's not all pretty folks it's just not you know this is something that is still you're right it's something that is still relatively new because you know we 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 come from a, a world in general where you know north america was its thing asia had two different aspects at least two different aspects of asia Europe had two different aspects of Europe. Like, it's just, you had, like, this is our thing, this is your thing, you know, you stay on this side, and we'll stay over here, we'll, you know, and uh, now that worlds are colliding, you're, you're going to get that cultural differences. Yeah. And everybody needs to respect each other's stuff. I get that. I'm not saying go out there and be, you know, blatantly disrespectful to Saudi Arabia, but there's got to be a median. There, there, yeah, there, there should be. Uh, I don't know if there ever will be, but there should be. You know, this, the, it, this is the same thing as when, uh, <laughs> when you had Japanese, when you had Japanese wrestlers go to Mexico. Yeah. And like uh, Naito become part of the Los Ingobernables faction, you had a lot of the Mexican uh, fan fandom down there basically. Shouting racist remarks at him, yeah, you know, because he was un unwelcome there, and you know, he's there to wrestle. Yeah, I, I get it. If he's a heel, he's a heel. That's fine. Right. You don't have to call him out in a racist manner. You know, you can be, you can heal it up with him as much as you want, but you don't have to sit there and, and yeah. yell racial slurs at him. Right. You know, it's not like he's fucking Jeff Jarrett walking down there. <laughs> throwing fucking uh, tortillas. tortillas and nachos and shit at Mexican <laughs> fans, that's something completely different. Yeah. So. Well, he got, you know, he was praised by that. I don't get that. I don't fucking get that one bit. If that were me, I would have been offended like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, man, yeah. It's, um, you know, I don't want anything else to do with this fucking Saudi Arabian show. I mean, it was... I'm glad I didn't watch it. I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I'm not glad. I'm sorry that you had to watch it, but uh, I, want, I want a refund. <laughs> it's worth, that's worth like a year's worth of fucking refund. Something, right? That, that's how much it took out of you. It was just, I, I, again, Goldberg and Undertaker. I mean, it's too many years too late. Uh, I did just. We're behind the curve. We're behind the curve. This, this super showdown puts a damper on everything that you're doing because you have to stop production to, you know, promote stupid matches like Orton and Triple H, like Goldberg and Undertaker, like Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns. Irrelevant matches, all of them. <laughs> but we had to promote it because we got to, you know, we got to earn our money. Well, see, you know what? As, as far as being irrelevant, like, that's, that's got to, there's got to be some something that they can do there too where... The content they're offering is exclusive to Saudi Arabia. Even when it comes to storylines, it should be that way. I think it. it I think it lends, um, like the appeal there for me would be exclusivity. Yeah. You know, as a fan, like, oh wait a minute, I'm only going to get to see this match going on in Saudi Arabia because it's in Saudi Arabia, but you're going to make it available to me. Right. Cool. I want to see that, but. They don't. It's just it's more the same shit. By the way, they were during the the commentary during the Shane McMahon match. I love how they just 
kind of swept their own fuck up under the rug when they were talking about the Miz and Shane McMahon during that cage match where the where they fucked up the rules. Mm-hmm. The way they covered it up was with commentary during the Saudi Arabia show. And Michael Cole was like, "Yeah, you know, last month Shane basically got away with everything because he's a spoiled, you know, rich kid or whatever, and and he he had the referee kind of, you know, call the match his way." And I'm like, "Are you fucking joking me right now? <laughs> like that's not what happened. You guys fucked up." <laughs> but. I digress. Shit show one way or another. It was a shit show. Nah, uh, not something I'm going to watch. But, yeah, uh, yeah, please don't. Speaking of shit shows or lack thereof, again, we have Best of Super Juniors 26 on the screen. We got to see John Moxley take the United States Heavyweight Championship from Juice Robinson. Um, He's only the second person to do that in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. Win a championship on his debut? On his debut, yeah. Do you know who the other one was? I'm trying to think now that you said that. No. AJ Styles. Son of a bitch, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So the main event for Best of Super Juniors 26 are the two finalists, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay. And <sighs> if you could you know, tell by my partner's reaction here. <laughs> oh, man. This one right here... Potential match of the year. Oh, no, no. Right now, it is the match Match of the year. Okay. Yep. You're you're going to have to pull out fucking all the stops times two to to fucking top this match. There's no way. There's no way. I. I, Don't get me wrong. We got a whole year of Kenny Omega coming up, or a whole half a year of Kenny Omega coming up. So there's, there's potential. Right. There's potential. But right now, front runner for sure, that match. What I find intriguing, and this is a little spoiler here, I, I uh, Takagi, who just did the best of Super Juniors tournament, he's already put himself in the G1. He wants to be part of the G1, yeah. So he went, now, By the way, none of those announcements are for sure official. Until, yeah, yeah, until we know from the company. Okay. Now, is it true that they're expanding the field, though? I don't know. That That's something else, too, that hasn't been divulged yet okay. officially. If they do, holy shit, like... <laughs> you think Tanahashi had, had a hard time... Has a hard time right now. Like, there's no fucking way he's gonna survive that. He might as well become a referee he, at this something, point. something, man. Shit. But, um... I usually... We usually wait... A little bit to, uh... To take a time out, but I I, I I gotta sit and I gotta watch this match. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna watch this match, and we're gonna talk about it shortly afterwards, as well as more stuff coming your way. Uh, so we're gonna pay some bills. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew is brought to you by GameStop. GameStop, where you can buy new and used video games, consoles, and accessories. Got games you no longer play? Trade them in for cash or credit towards a new game to add to your collection. Become a pro member and save even more money on your purchases, trade-ins, and even get special offers not available to everyone else. If games aren't your thing, GameStop has a wide range of toys, apparel, board games, and other collectibles including pop vinyls, 
including exclusives not sold anywhere else. Visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash GameStop to find out how you can get started. And remember, power to the play. And we are back. Thanks for sticking around while we pay some bills. And while we watched uh, me for the first time, a match that was a candidate for match of the year. Joe had already established that it was match of the year. Uh, it was the <laughs> final round of the best of the Super Juniors. It was uh, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay. And I, I made the comment after the match was over, because the match went about 33 minutes. That was the fastest half hour of wrestling I've ever watched. And by that I mean... It's... it's, it's that alone makes it a standout for match of the year because again we talked about that with Wrestle Kingdom being extremely long show but not feeling like it not 30, at all. 33 mm-hmm. minutes is a, is, a, is a pretty long match and I like when when a match went 20 minutes I was like there's no way <laughs> I sat here for 20 minutes already uh, but I did, and uh, 33 minutes of, of just great wrestling, I mean, that was that was uh, one hell of a match, and uh, very well could be match of the year this year. I mean, those guys absolutely brought it. And, and the thing is, too, what I, what I loved about it was so many of these, ma- these moves that were set up, they were done within a counter within a counter, all one motion. That was to see that uh, <laughs> to see that one exchange they had where Osprey ended up turning it into a power bomb, a yeah. lighter bomb, and it was all one fluid motion. I I sat there and was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe I just seen that." Even putting it in slow motion and, and watching it, you're still just mesmerized. How how do you do something like that? I don't know. I'm still I'm still baffled. A uh, hell of a match and that leads into the June 9th show, uh, Dominion, which we are currently watching now. Uh, the show just started. We see Shoto Mino, the son of legendary Red Shoes, Young Lion. Uh, he's, all, he's about to go one-on-one with John Moxley. And we have, uh, just real quick here, nothing official, of course. Mm-hmm. But we have, you know, he's a he's a he's a young lion. You know, he's going to get his ass whooped here by John Moxley. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Umino. I think he's going to be a fine wrestler. But he's a young lion. He's 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 a jobber pretty much. Um, John Moxley has declared himself as a as a guy who wants to be in the G one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shingo Takagi who just lost in the final round of the best of the Super Juniors as a junior heavyweight, wants to be in the G1. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, the significance of that is that this is a heavyweight uh, tournament. tournament. yeah. You know, so he wants to move up now for the tournament. Um, as we see, John Moxley with the IWGP United States Heavyweight title. He, again, defeated Juice Robinson at the best of Super Juniors 26 final show. That took place on June 5th. By the way, 
if we haven't pitched it yet, I want to pitch it right now. Go to our website, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW and watch what we're talking about. Don't just take our words for it. Watch what we're talking about. You get a month for free. You get a month for free. You get the best of Super Juniors for free. You get Dominion for free. Kazuna Road is happening. And then the G1 Climax is happening starting starting July 6th, Saturday. First ever G1 show happening in the United States in Dallas, Texas is where it will be. So if you sign up, you'll be able to get, at, at the very least, that show as part of your free trial. So. As well as Dominion, as well as Best of Super Junior. Right, everything else we just mentioned. You know, so. you go back and watch Wrestle Kingdoms. Go back and watch a bunch of different shit. Um, tons of great stuff to watch. As that's different. You see a young lion start off the match. Yeah, oh yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> you don't see shit like that. That was pretty no. cool. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, again, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Get 30 days for free. Watch some good professional wrestling. There's no super shit sh- shows here. Um, but yeah, so John Moxley, Shinjo, Shinjo Takagi. But from what you told me, and we're gonna we're gonna eventually see it at some at some point here as we watch the show. There was it was it was it after the Takagi match where Shibata Katsuyori Shibata comes out. Yes. He comes out and he introduces the returning to Japan of Kenta. Oh my God! Yes, who establishes establishes himself as a guy who wants to be in the G One. Kenta, for those who unfortunately don't know, which shame on you, uh, <laughs> he was Hideo Tommy in WWE or NXT. NXT, yeah. Although he did spend some time in 205. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, he is no longer in prison, like some people would call it. He he was one of the first to go, and I I know I know we had put the, put that out there in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk, if you want to come find out what we're talking about. But uh, I, the moment I heard... I immediately posted it out there on social media. I was so excited because I for sure thought he was coming straight to New Japan. Right. Um, I don't know necessarily where he went after mm-hmm. or if he went anywhere because there might have been a no compete clause with WWE. Sure. But it was just, it was so refreshing to see and hear that he had left the company finally. Um, because yet he's another one. He's another one that's super fucking talented and just sitting there feeling like he's imprisoned for something he loves to do. And as a general rule of, of life, if you can help it, you shouldn't have to feel imprisoned for something uh, that you love to do. Right. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean that that this company, you know, not to elaborate them again, not to elaborate them again, not to elaborate on them again. Uh, they they tend to uh, they tend to do that. So um, you know, it is what it is. You know, they uh, they continue to go on this route. It's it's going to be a very lonely road for them. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier about John Moxley's attire. I mean, he's even wearing wrestling shoes. 
Not boots. No, he's got he's got Asics on. Yeah, uh, which are very comfortable, by the way. If you, yeah. Oh yeah. If you wore them, okay. I mean, they're like it's like wearing nothing on your feet. Like it's it is they're that light. I, I love them. When I was in the wrestling team uh, in high school, I would wear my wrestling shoes as regular shoes. Shoes all the time. Yeah. I mean, they were they were just so comfortable. Uh but yeah, it, it is a little weird seeing them like. <laughs> in, in gear, like dressing gear and all that stuff. Uh, but anyways, um, G one is shaping up to be one hell of a tournament. I'm I'm excited. I I just those three names alone. If they get accepted, dude, that's that's an, enough of a fucking killing field right there. And you, then and then think about it. There's. You know, you're, we're guaranteed more participants, obviously, because right. it has, they have to fill out the brackets. But you brought up the possibility of them expanding the tournament, which, right. oh, good God! <laughs> I mean, you're already you already have twenty guys usually. You know? Jesus. So here, here's my thing, though. If if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna bring in Takagi, for example, let's open up Pandora's box. Yeah, let's oh, put yeah. them in the same bracket as Tetsuya Naito. Let's not let's 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 do shit like that. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, let's let let's let's uh, you know, we see John Moxley. We in in uh, in the ring again. He just beat uh, Shota Amino again. That was probably like what four or five minute match. Something like that. Yeah. You know, um, and it's it's expected. You know, Amino was there to job, but um, John Moxley during his uh, double or nothing backstage speech he mentioned a paradigm shift mm-hmm. I think pro wrestling as a whole is in that that in that area where we can shake things up a bit yeah this time around it isn't it isn't the same as you know Sean Waltman leaving the WWF to and to you know show up on Nitro with the rest of his boys right and you know, this this isn't a war between two companies. This is this paradigm shift is happening throughout an entire industry. Internationally. Internationally. Internationally, at that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think that would be that would be crazy you know, to, to to not capitalize on that. I mean, you already get you know, guys within the same faction, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. We're always gonna see that. But like Let's call for what it is. Uh, Takagi versus versus Naito. You know, Takagi's kind of like that. He's got that persona where he could definitely be the guy to give Naito a run for his money, both in the ring and outside the ring, yeah. as far as LIJ <laughs> is concerned. Uh, you, know, you know, more so than a Sonata, as far as gimmick-wise. I mean, you stuff like that, or, you know, just... Uh, there's so many stories you can tell with within within this tournament. I mean, guys, this right here, I, I can't I can't sell you enough on. Like, you have to really consider getting yourself a subscription because this right here probably could be the best thing to watch all summer. Even if it's, let's say you go, let's say you surpass your free trial period and you you get charged for a month. Even in that extra month of service, even if you decide to cancel after that, mm-hmm. the amount of completely fucking awesome wrestling there is on that service, yeah, 
is it's unfathomable. Uh, trust me, you will you will absolutely love your subscription, uh, and it's it's only gonna get better as the summer goes on. This G one's gonna be fucking crazy as shit, or as the kids say these days, lit. <laughs> well, you're more you're more into it than I am because I well I, 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 have a, I have about. a teenager so. These kids. Yeah, she would be shaking her head and rolling her eyes at me right now. By the way. Oh, well. <laughs> I th- I thought you were cool. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. <laughs> My here's as as far as uh, going back to uh, Takagi versus Osprey. So you finally seen the match. Yes. A big part of that match for me was. Osprey's speech after the match. Yes. He divulged that um, he's moving to Japan. He's He can't keep doing uh, the back and forth from London to Japan. And so New Japan is helping him. And he's going to become, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, an official citizen of Japan. Uh, kudos to Will Osprey, but more importantly here for New Japan... He stated he's putting the company on his back. He doesn't want to just fight super juniors. He wants to fight heavyweights. He doesn't care who he fights. He wants the the company to expand globally, and he wants to be the guy to do it. Uh, Huge, huge shoes to fill. Because let's face it, everybody is going to sit there and immediately compare him and, and whatever he's about to try to do to what Kenny Omega was trying to do for the company. I think, And then I think it's fair yeah, to an extent. I think it's fair. But what say you? Well, I, for one, I think he has the advantage because of what Kenny Omega did for the company. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a, a, a now international phenomenon. Yeah. And what's, you know... Really, when we compare Will Ospreay to Kenny Omega inside the ring, some people may not like this, but we're splitting hairs. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, it's, it's, yeah. it's it that sp- close. Especially after that, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, is Will Ospreay best bout machine? Technically, no, but... He's going to have to be. I, I, can cer- <laughs> I certainly can see him being that. Oh, yeah. You know, Will Ospreay is a guy that uh, I can see them... I can see them pushing him in ways they didn't push Omega because let's also call it what it is too as much as you and I love Kenny Omega Kenny Omega doesn't make things easy for for himself or anybody else for that matter no he does not he has <laughs> he he has a way of rubbing people the wrong way and it's especially that locker room especially, especially that locker room you know <laughs> i i made the i made the joke um and it's it is it's it shouldn't be funny because Thankfully, he's okay, right? I mean, Ibushi's okay. He is. He's, he's, okay. he's okay. So, we, I didn't watch the match yet, but you told me the the Ibushi, Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito match uh, was very physical, and there was a lot of spots where Ibushi... There was one particular spot where you, you thought initially that Ibushi... Not only was he hurt, but potentially could have been paralyzed. In that yeah, situation. it was it was a really bad spot. He took he took a really bad bump on the neck on the apron mm. 
like right almost on the corner of the ring. I'm not ready to see that bump, but it, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty tough to watch. Um, and I made I made kind of a joking comment. Again, it's not funny to see somebody get that hurt. Thankfully, he is okay. Um, the Naito took that the uh, that shot at Ibushi due to his disdain for Kenny Omega, and yeah. you know we but we all know how close. Abushi and Omega, as we talked about last week too on the show. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying that's exactly what what happened there, but you know, it's Omega doesn't have a lot of uh, allies in New Japan. He didn't. Leave, he didn't leave with a lot of allies as, as as much as he as he did for the company. He's not an easy guy to deal with. He's uh, there's something about carrying a company on your shoulders. Where you have to be a different breed, and that's where I, you know, Will Osprey might differ a little bit. You know, I mean, does he have what it takes to fight the system if they don't run with him? I, you know, that's yet to be seen. As far as in ring goes, there's no doubt about that. He he can hang with the best. There's no doubt about that. I didn't need the Takagi match to prove that, but I'm glad I got that yeah. for you know for for many reasons. But you know, you 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 are also at the point too. Again, we talked about the paradigm shift, where it's either you evolve, you adapt, or you get left behind. Yeah. You know, if if Osprey is saying I'm going to carry this on my back, he better understand that, and he better be able to convey that to the rest of the locker room and management. We have to adapt. We have to evolve. Or we're going to be stuck in a stone age with the other companies that didn't evolve. Um, but because of what Omega did and what, what those other what other guys have done, and helping making New Japan a a bigger name in pro wrestling internationally, I think uh, I think he's the right guy. I really do. I mean, he's. I, I think I think too. Of course, and, and nothing obviously against the Japanese talent there who are phenomenal. I think it's going to take a gaijin to do it. Whether whether he's, you know, from the United States or even North America. I mean, I know Kenny Omega is, is Canadian, but he's from North America. Yeah. I, I think it's going to take a gaijin to do that. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and and I think that doesn't sit well with a lot of the Japanese talent. And and I, I do think it's also unfortunate because you're, essentially when you have someone sit there um, and, and for for my my example here, we'll we'll say a WWE mark. Okay. You have a WWE mark sit there and tell you, oh, you just watch New Japan because of uh, you know you think all Japanese wrestlers are better than American wrestlers. No, I don't think that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do think though is if you're comparing the two companies, it it, it isn't. Don't get me wrong, it, it is apples and oranges, but it also isn't apples and oranges. You know, the, and, and we've, we've covered that multiple times. But part of that mentality is, I'll say ignorant, because I'm not going to sit here and call it any other name. Right. But it, it is definitely ignorant to sit there and, and say that... To sit there and discredit the Japanese roster. Oh, yeah. Because no matter their ethnicity, that's still a hell of a fucking roster. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and people need to understand that. It's it's just like talking about uh, CMLL or AAA. You mean to tell me those guys don't deserve a shot at going global under under any banner or any any name brand? Why? Because they're Mexican? Right. No, that's not how shit works. Right. They're great fucking professional wrestlers. Yes. That's all that should matter. You know? Will Ospreay is definitely not Kenny Omega. Uh, I don't think he's going to push the envelope uh, anywhere but in the ring. Whereas Kenny Omega was, you know, trying to vie for Joshi Wrestling to be added to New Japan cards, which is Japanese women wrestling, uh, pro wrestling at that. Which, uh, if you watched AEW's Double or Nothing show, you would have got to a little taste of that, and I'm sure you'll get more of that as the company continues to grow. According to Kenny Omega, he guarantees it. Yeah, so. so. Um, yeah. Uh, you and I have both said it uh, before on this podcast many a time. Uh, when you're doing it right, your card is going to be the ultimate variety show. And Kenny Omega realizes that. I think Will Ospreay realizes that, but not to the extent Kenny Omega does. So it's going to be interesting to see as New Japan continues to grow how a lot of this plays out. Definitely gonna be one hell of a fucking summer, that's for sure. And that's where that's where it becomes so important to continue to uh, for New Japan to continue to share talent and do business with other companies because you bring that mixture into your style. I mean, without without uh, Ring of Honor, without AAA, without Rev Pro, you're stuck with a you know ninety five percent strong style product. And don't get me wrong, I love strong style wrestling, but I don't want to see it every single match. Yeah. I don't want to see Ishii versus Suzuki every single match. No. Mm. It's going to get old fast. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't want to see that. Just like, I don't want to see, you know, Young Bucks versus, you know, Lucha Dragons every single match. I don't want to see that. Because then those high spots are just regular spots. Yeah. There's nothing high about them anymore. You know, so... Variety is is the spice of life, and and for wrestling, it's 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 the key. And New Japan is is on that cusp of, are they a traditional company or are they like other wrestling companies where they're willing to adapt to where they need to be in order to stay relevant and more importantly just be entertaining. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see that. I you know can Will Osprey help? Help the company, absolutely. But also, too, keep in mind, he's not the booker. He's not, you know, <laughs> right. he can only do so much. He's, you know, he's he's still right now technically a junior heavyweight. So, I mean, he doesn't like he has a lot of say within the company. But, you know, the company is doing really well right now with, with certain gaijins. Obviously, a guy like Jay White, you know, he's your... Uh, He's one of your top guys in, in, in the business right now, the leader of the, of the current Bullet Club. You run with guys like that. I'm not saying every single time, like, you, you need to have a bunch of guys and champions, but just have, you know, guys who are not of Japanese descent that are, are legit players. Yeah. And that right there shows that, hey, we are, we're willing to play ball with everybody. Just like it would be great for... 
a company like AEW to have somebody of Asian descent to say, you know what, we're we're a top player. Yeah. You know, I mean, just you have that that melting pot. I mean, again, it just it works so well for for so many different companies, including pro wrestling. So it's uh it's interesting to see where where they go with this. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done especially in in the G1 too and and that's you know it opens it opens uh, the door for you know those dream matches we talked about earlier i mean if you get like a John Moxley versus Kenta that'd be a pretty Fuck. bad mass match like i'd watch that <laughs> all day long it's a thing it could have happened in that other company had they fucking played their cards right and realized what they had on their hands you mean you have somebody like Kenta and you and you don't make them a cruiserweight Dude. You put him in a, in a ring against Dean Ambrose and <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 black and white. Yeah, yeah. It's black and white, man. And you know, you don't you don't have to see color to 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 pick out the obvious, you know. But this is that's what this company does. I mean, we could have had Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. A while ago, a long time ago, absolutely, yeah. And uh, you know, they felt Dustin. It, it, it wasn't. It, w- it would have been every bit as compelling as Owen Hart versus Brett. Well, you know, not only that, but like you know, you wanna, you wanna bring in all this family shit, which they would have. They would have plugged. Well, guess what? When that match was a possibility, you know who also was around? Dusty. Dusty. You throw that in there too. You want to talk about emotion? You had Dusty right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ! It's like, how do you, you miss that? It, how do you miss that? It's like you had the ball. You're 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 the only guy, you know, on this on your side of the court. All you gotta do is put layup, and you you <laughs> toss it to the other side of the the fucking. No. <laughs> no, you know what this reminds me of? It's the episode of The Simpsons where they're they're playing softball and uh-huh. they're picking teams, and like all these uh, MLB stars keep popping up <laughs> at the last minute. So yeah. they're like, "I choose him," and it's Ken Griffey Jr. Like, yeah. "All right, sweet." That's exactly what it is. That 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 that's exactly how it is. You have all these guys show up on your fucking roster. You don't know what you have until they're gone. And that has become the fucking story of WWE. All these missed opportunities. And now it's coming back to bite them in the ass. One way or another, it's coming back to bite them in the ass. You know, we talked about the dream matches. You know, they, they give us Goldberg versus The Undertaker. We're, we're literally taking the dream matches that they had that are actually dream matches. Not we, but other companies taking dream matches that they had. And put it on their show, you know. Taking it to the bank. I mean, one guy that, uh, again, we, we keep mentioning, John Moxley. This, this is a guy that... I can't fucking wait. I can't... Him versus Suzuki. You know what? Ah! Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> my head just fucking blew up, you know? And, and, and here's the thing. It's, it's great seeing you, like, be excited about John Moxley because it's Dean Ambrose... I, you know, I, we've talked about him, and you never gave a shit, and and, and really, you... oh no, no, I did. I gave a shit when he was champ, and they let him be uh, 
as close to John Moxley as possible without being John Moxley. So you gave a shit for like a couple months. And yeah. I'm not saying you were wrong. I'm just saying you didn't give a but shit. But no, you're right. Yeah, you know, you just didn't give like a shit. 95% of his run over there, I didn't give a shit. And that that's what happens when you take you muted him. Yeah. You fucking muted him. You knew what he was before you signed him. You mm-hmm. signed him for that reason and then you muted him. You took all of the fucking color and sound out of him. Right. And expected it to work. Go back and listen to that episode of Jericho's podcast. Yeah. I still have to do that. He will tell you at one point Vince was trying to get over this idea of how bad the crowd in Los Angeles stunk. So Vince's idea initially was for him to come out with some sort of a a mask. Okay. Like uh maybe like one of the like the the ones you put over your ear, it's like a surgical mask. Yeah, it's like to, a, a, it's a dust mask. Like to keep from germs or whatever. And then Moxley uh, divulges on the podcast like we were. He goes, not only just me, but the writers were afraid. Like, hey, it could snowball into other stupid shit. And he was half serious when he said this, but he said eventually. He heard through through the grapevine of writers that eventually it would become a gimmick with Vince to the point where it very well could have been he would have ended up in front of a crowd ready to uh, get heat from the crowd by walking in in like a full hazmat suit talking about he needed that to wear that in order to, to get the stench of the, the fans off it would have snowballed into that. And Mox is like, how fucking stupid of an idea is that? <laughs> He's like, but that's the type of stuff that I had to deal with in that company. That's what everybody is having to deal with in that company. Did he have the wrestle in a hazmat suit? No, no, no. It, he, he didn't, but he, he, he was saying it would have got to that point. Sure. And then what? Yeah, he probably would have had to wrestle in a hazmat suit. <sighs> And that's what they're they're all dealing with over there. He he made it very. I think the the best thing he said during that podcast was very succinct. And and what he said was, everybody's there, just trying to perform enough to survive, and not look like fucking idiots. I think that sums it up really fucking well, because let's face it, that's what they're doing. You're 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 being put. You have all these constraints on you. They want you to do this, this, and this, and it has to be done this way, and you can't say this. What do you expect? What do you expect? And I'm done. I'm done ranting about that other company. There's plenty of other awesome fucking wrestling out there for you guys to be watching. And, and, um, and there's a lot to us for us to bitch about WWE. <laughs> like the fact that we're, uh, we're still pushing a, another 50-year-old man, Shane McMahon, I mean, you just you got over on Roman Reigns. Oh, Lord. And, and look, I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan anymore, but it, it's like, what, what, what is this? What is this? What, what? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Is there something you can do, like, behind the scenes? Just, just stop. <laughs> just, just stop. Anyways. Um. Really quick before, we're, we're, we're wrapping up the show here, more or less. But really quick, 
you know, we've been talking about uh, WWE Super Showdown more or less here and there. Uh, one thing I did want to point out, there are plenty of other women wrestling avenues you can walk down and watch and be completely fucking entertained anytime they put one of these shows on. Uh, to name a few, Shine. Uh, you have the Women of Honor in Ring of Honor now. Yes. Uh, fairly new, obviously, but they're getting there. You have Stardom. You have uh, WWR Pro. You have Beyond Wrestling. Uh, go to Powerbomb TV, powerbomb.tv, and use code BEYOND, all in caps, and you're going to get a 20-day free trial. Check them out. Yep. Uh, uh, the stuff they put on during WrestleMania weekends... Is, is just about what they do per the norm. And now they have a weekly show. And now they have a weekly show. <laughs> yeah, now they have a weekly show. So, um, I mean, that's awesome, man. Fucking uh, ICW, which is Insane Championship Wrestling. Um, huge in the UK. Should be huger out here. I don't know why it's not. Um, they have their own streaming service for six ninety nine a month. Again, uh, British Empire Wrestling. Ignite Wrestling. Pro Wrestling Women's Alliance, NCW out of Canada, which is also called Femme Fatales, Ice Ribbon, which is another Japanese uh, women's pro wrestling uh, organization, Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling, also out of Japan, you have the Oz Academy out of Japan, um, Bellatrix, uh, PGWA, uh, Women of Wrestling, and, and, and a big reason I wanted to mention all of this Impact Wrestling for Slammiversary this year. Oh. For those of you who aren't uh, in the know, they are doing their first four-way all-women Monsters Ball match. Wow! Holy fucking shit! Someone raising the bar. That is yes by stories. I mm. can't fucking wait for that match. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. Kudos to them and, and, and the strides they're making, too. Yeah, I mean, guys, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we say it so many times here, enough, enough pushyfooting around, you know. I mean, as far as equality goes, if you can go in that ring, I don't give a fuck who you are, what your background is, I want to watch you. If you can go. If yeah. You can, if you can go and... You know, now you're, you're we're talking Monsters Ball, one of the most extreme matches you can see. Just the other day, I saw a sp- I saw a match uh, with Brandy Rhodes, where she took a bump on on thumbtacks, and yeah. I was like, Brandy Rhodes doing doing <laughs> shit like that. You know, it's like um, the world's changing. The wrestling world has changed, and again. Uh, Evolve or or get left in the Stone Age, and and that, and that goes for everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. That's not a shot at any one particular company. That's that's just everybody. Um, I I kudos to uh, to the companies that that are at the forefront of that, like AEW, like uh, WWN, which has a shine. Um, you know, Beyond Wrestling and now Impact Wrestling. Kudos for them for being on the forefront. One of the one of the major forefronts, you know, Rise is the only one that uh, Impact Wrestling is affiliated with quite a bit, um, because you know they, you know, WWE likes to take the 
unnecessary credit that they started the revolution. They didn't start shit. They didn't the, start shit. The, yeah, they, they, they barely came to the fucking barbecue. I mean, they... <laughs> you know, they had what's left over. What, what started was the companies that we mentioned, that Joe just mentioned. They're the ones that started the revolution. They're the ones that you need to watch. Uh, because at the end of the day, too, like, they... Uh, they're not going to take the, the, the big the big stupid Saudi Arabia money and say, you know, hey, fuck women. We're going to, uh, we're going to take that and, and run with it because, yeah. you know, women wrestling has put them on the fucking map. And, and, and quite, quite honestly, they, you know, women wrestling has put WWE back on the map in, in, in such a positive way. And it's really, really weird how it's that, it's it's that, that that part of the business that gets fucked the the thing that has brought yeah. a lot of people back. Uh, keep in mind that was your main event of WrestleMania this year for a reason. Yeah. Um. Uh, again, two quick plugs here. PCW Ultra they got a show happening this month. Definitely check those guys out. You can check those guys out for free. How can you do that? You go to our website twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash fight that's f-i-t-e become a new sign up as a new member and you get 15 dollars worth of credits and it's great because their pay-per-view is 15 dollars. sweet so it pays for itself you get to watch it for free you get to watch mil muertes versus sammy callahan oh my god i can't fucking wait i can't wait war bees versus the lucha brothers jordan grace oh. versus tessa blanchard uh, TJP, who just signed with him, who just debuted with Impact, uh, he's going to be on the card too. I mean, this is going to be this is a stack card. I'm telling you, I'm fucking excited. You know, let, let's let's you know let's stop shitting on 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 these uh, small companies because yeah. they are putting out some hell of a f- great great matches, great great shows. Um, we talked about Black Label Pro on the show before. Jonathan Gresham is going to be signed for that show. The octopus. Uh, he's uh. I believe he's officially a free agent now, right? He's officially a free agent. Do not be surprised if he leaves Ring of Honor and ends up in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I could easily see that happening. He, uh, from from all the reports, he absolutely loves it out there. Um, I could easily see the Atlanta native just, hey, fuck it, I'm going to join Osprey and uh, bec- become a, a full-time guy over here. And, why not? And, and you know what? Yeah, why not? They they would be honored to have such a pure wrestler. Yeah. Um, especially of his capability. Uh, Caprice Coleman said it best. Jonathan Gresham, most professional wrestlers have three to five ways to get out of any hold. Gresham has ten. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he's absolutely right too. Of course, another company that uh, we love to talk about on this on this program, MLW. You can catch them on Fight. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. Uh, I mean, they continue to grow. They um, put on such a great product every single every single week. Very new school, but very reminiscent of old school mixture t- yeah. together. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we were talking about uh, an upcoming show in Chicago. I mean, you have uh, L.A. Park versus Dr. Wagner Jr., but which is a rivalry renewed, by the way. Yeah. Two very bitter rivals, but uh, you throw in their sons too, 
That's one hell of a tag team match Dude. right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, I mean, they they get stuff like that. They they get uh, those types of uh, those types of matches, and and they have such a, a great great roster. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss those guys. And uh, I, I've been preaching these guys for push. I've been pushing these guys for a while now. I, I'm, I'm starting to get more people uh, watching them. I, I've been talking to more people about Defiant Wrestling. Yes, Defiant. Defiant Wrestling. You can catch every Sunday afternoon, uh, one o'clock Central, two Eastern, on YouTube for free. For free. Um, they their weekly show when it airs live in the UK. It's airing live here in the United States. They do do monthly pay-per-views. They do have a streaming service. Check it all out. Go on their YouTube page and, and see what they're all about. Uh, the most recent episode had the Bastard, Pac, take on the Defiant Champion in Rampage and what was a really good match. I can't wait to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I mean, you get a lot of great UK guys uh, on there, too. Uh, one of the, the top guys that are pushing right now is David Starr, which is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, by the way. Oh man! Uh, so I mean, this is—they are an independent company, but uh, you know, they are not your traditional independent company. They're—they're they're doing big things, and uh, I, they really—they uh, really could use the the support. And, and man, they—they they definitely have earned it. So uh, definitely check them out. Uh, and, and it's free. It's free wrestling. I mean, how, how, yeah. can, how can you turn that down? Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, you can catch us on social media, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew, where we uh, share pictures here and there, especially of our episodes. Uh, uh, hey, tweet us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, We're av- available also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. We'll get... Uh, up close and personal conversations with Matt and I, for sure. Uh, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Um, we're available on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube, which hosts all of our fantasy bookings under the name The Following Contest. Uh, we have a big CM Punk episode coming up. It may be a two-parter depending on uh, how many matches we book. I see a lot being booked, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me, like, in upwards of 20 coming from you. Yeah. And I haven't sat down and, and thought about my list yet. So, But uh, that ought to be a pretty big one for us. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, obviously, our home on the web, as always, 20x20crew.com. Please make sure to go visit and... Uh, Check out the merch and all the past episodes and news and notes. Um, yeah, it's all there. It's all there in one spot. So, uh, as we watch, <laughs> as we watch Yoshihashi try to fend off Zack Saber Jr. Hey, at Dominion. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want to do it this week. You want to do it this week? Yeah. All right. So I'm Joe. This has been Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucking fantastic. And until next time, we will see see you in the ring. ring.